Hey. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome. <laughs> Why is it every time? It's I, never going to not You know what stupid. it is? If I'm extra breathy in this one, I apologize. I, I have edit, allergies. I will edit my face. But every time we say hi, I look to you to say more, and then you dead stop. And then I'm like, ah, ha, 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 I got to laugh because I don't know what to do. Yeah. So every time we're going to be like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm dead. And I'm bored. And welcome back. Welcome. To Dead and Board Podcast. Oh my god. The podcast where you're probably <laughs> going to be dead soon and you're probably bored now. And you're definitely bored now. <laughs> reading everyone's tweets. Everyone's fucking bored out of their gourd. Can I tell you, I need to stay off social media. Pretty people not, are, I can't take them. People are very not interesting right now. That one, or it's a pissing match of like. Oh, my situation's worse. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, but bitch, how- you don't get anything if your situation's bad. Like, no one's giving you anything. It's not like you get a fucking gold star from the apocalypse. Unless you, you do. No, you, oh, you okay. don't. Okay. I didn't know if that was a part of the stimulus No, you, you only get a gold star if you're killed in the rapture. Then you got a gold star. <laughs> The ra- remember the rapture days? Yeah, I remember the rapture. Honestly, I miss when uh, the world was funny like that. Not what's going on now. It's definitely not funny right now. <laughs> no, I miss when it was like, guess what, guys? A horn's going to blow. Half of us is going to disappear. Dude, we're just going to... We're going to be with the Lord. I miss that. When that was your only concern. Yeah, I miss the rapture. Can we bring the rapture back? I'm, I'm all set. At least it was fun. Because you're like, oh, I wonder if like... Bob next door is going to get sucked up to God. No, it only took... <laughs> I got sucked up just, to God. It's <laughs> like vacuum sealed up into space. It's like... Um, space. <laughs> no, I imagine it to be like Galaxy Quest when they like pop off into like other oh, places, right. but it was like the first time and they're all slimy. Yeah. They're like... Ugh! Yeah. Like that's what I imagine. You get sucked you. up to God. Yeah. yeah. God likes you moist. That's all I'm going to say. It's true. <laughs> and there goes re- our fourth christian listeners i've never read that book of his but i'm pretty sure that's in it <laughs> hello i like him moist <laughs> he's like, also nicknamed raspy joe raspy joe jesus loves a good moist person i don't know where this is going but you know what, though? What I blame is COVID-19. <laughs> COVID-19 is coming up with some really weird grade, like, F-level comedy right Oh, my now. God. Filled with it. <laughs> it's just people being, like, angry and sad online. Ugh, I can't. Try to have fun. That's the thing is that people make assumptions, too, and, like, they don't know what everyone's going through. And so yeah, People do that without <sighs> a situation like this happening. That is very true. And I, th- I just also think a lot of people just take this opportunity to, to be, be like, like, I'm sadder than you, okay? <laughs> so you should be feeling bad for me. It's like, no, everyone's <laughs> fucked up right now. Get over I it. I know. I'm just like, you're... The only do you realize th- how fucking stupid you sound right now? Like, you're an idiot, you bro. You just look like a fucking huge douche. Oh, my and God. And guess what? We're going to remember your names when everything goes back to normal. Exactly. Oh, I have a list already. Well, we do we ever. I have a list of just people that are fucking dumb that you're like... One thing Calm I down. one thing I don't want to see is rich people talking about how they're dealing with the coronavirus. <laughs> Fuck you like, guys! Oh, you're you're having trouble in your fucking huge mansion with your help in your backyard doing your yard work while you're supposed to be dealing with this. Oh my god, you're they're please. so relatable though. Let's just insert the Gene Wilder. Oh, tell me how you're so sad in your fucking mansion, you huge piece of shit. You know shit. what? They they are sad because now like the help staff that they have to come like raise their shitty kids, they can't make it to their mansion. Yeah, they have to do things themselves. So they have to raise their shitty children on their own. I've ignored That's them for hard. this long. I know. You know, you have to remember all their names. That's fucking difficult. I know. It's I a feel shame. bad for these celebrities. Someone should just sharpie their names on their hand to the like, oh, oh which one? The little one is Jason and the big one is Terry. 
Oh, hey guys. <laughs> hey. Like, why does it say our names on your hand? And let's go to the basement movie theater that we have. Welcome back to anyway. the apocalypse. We're going to be talking about today some Scream 4. Scream 4. The end of, of the, the series. Scream movies. Yeah. Even though the third one was the end of the trilogy, they still made this one. Yeah. And then there's also a TV show, which we've had some people ask if we are going to do it. And we don't know yet because it's so bad. <laughs> we watched like the first episode and I was like, give me the fuck out of here. We did like, not, I can't. We did not finish. It was hot no, garb. I hated it. It was hot, buttery garbage. I think it would make a really good podcast. Though. Oh, it definitely would. Just like tear into it. But I think for right now. Once I make a Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Then I People have to pay for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Behind I, the paywall. I need to be paid. Two dollars per person in order to, to watch, watch that, that shit. fucking garbage show. <laughs> you never know; it might happen. It might very well happen. So, Scream Four, directed by Wesley Craves. Wesley Craves. He came back. Wesley he said, Craves hey. did all four. Oh, then he didn't come back. He said, "I'm, I'm, I'm here to finish. I have nothing else to do." <laughs> Finishing this, okay? Guess who's also back? Kevin, our boy Williamson. Williamson. Which I, you know what? He knows how to write for teenagers. He does. Which is a weird thing to say. Yes. But he has. Because <laughs> he's an adult man. <laughs> well, he knows how to write adults playing teenagers. He really does. Because this wave of teenagers, oh, so not believable. Oh, no. We will get into that. But yes, 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 yes. yes. Um, so this takes place 10 years after Scream 3. It's 10 years. 10 years. 10 years. 10 hot years. So let's see. She is probably action. about my age then, Sydney. Sid, yeah. So she's probably like around. 34. Yeah. We'll just say she's my age, 34. I have to make sure that you know it's my age. <laughs> not we'll, your age. We'll make sure all the listeners know as well. <laughs> Guys, my birthday's in October. Just saying, I love cake. Okay. Did they say that in the movie? No, I had to go on IMDb for that. Okay, because in... But it was like literally at the beginning of the description. It's 10 years after. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay, because they didn't reference no, any time frame. Nobody said no. a time window. They because just... Randy wasn't there to be like, Hey guys, I do meta. Can, then, uh, can I tell you, it's actually the first movie that doesn't have him in it at all. It's amazing. But they reference his character. Yeah. Like just once at the end. At the end, yeah. And you were like, he's like, Ugh. Ugh. I can't. Right. And then he immediately dies. <laughs> hey, we're jumping ahead. We don't we, know who we're talking about. We're yet. jumping ahead. We're literally, all we know is Sydney right now. Listen, right. they're going to figure it out in two seconds. Yes. The killer is... I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. So... Cold Open. Cold Open was actually pretty fun this time. I think it's my second favorite Cold it's, Open. I like that it's... Or maybe my third. My third. I love the first one. What was the first? The second one was, was the second one again? Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, I, right. that, that one was good. That one was good. Yeah, that's my third. And then that this would be good. my third favorite. Yeah. And then Cotton Weary, even though I have still so many questions. Uh, I, know. That's, but... I was going to say, you have no reason to bring up Cotton Weary. Can and I tell you, that makes me so sad. There you go, bringing up Cotton in the first 20 minutes. The so, only time. I thought you were going to keep talking about Cotton. No, no, no. Well, one, they don't bring up Cotton Weary. And they don't bring up the fact that Maureen Prescott was ugly. Oh, my God. It's the generation now. Yeah, now so they don't give a fuck. It's, it's all about Sydney. <laughs> yeah, they're like, whatever. No one's whatever. like, Maureen Prescott's a whore and an uggo. Well, actually, no. no they I mean, no, they, 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 they do, said, but they never say uggo, though. No, they never say it's... <laughs> Lego my uggo. They never say it. <laughs> I like the chocolate chip ones. <laughs> I like it when they're a little, you know, never mind. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Um. So this cold open sets out with course couple of Two white girls dumbass white girls with a fucking <laughs> the, kick the, phone the psychic i was jealous always like the rich kids had that phone <laughs> 
and I had like a stick cell phone, mm-hmm. which I mean, listen, not a lot of people had cell phones, so I'm not going to complain. But when I wanted a sidekick, my mom said, Ooh, fuck yourself. <laughs> I was like, okay. I always thought those phones were cool, but I was like, no one texts me. Well, so why the fuck? I can't help that you don't. You didn't have friends. <laughs> I had six. <laughs> yeah, I just, I mean, realistically, I didn't care. I just played video games. Because you were too cool for a sidekick. Yeah. Well, you know what, actually? Or not, not cool enough for a sidekick. Rich, Probably that one. Rich kids had the sidekick, but mm-hmm. then rich kids also had Friends. blackberries. They did have blackberries. I never had a blackberry. I didn't fuck with a blackberry. So I had a fucking Game Boy Advance. <laughs> That's all <laughs> oh I needed. Oh, God. So when they would all like BBM each other, like, I'm BBMing. I'd be like, I don't know what the fuck. You, what does that mean? Are you BDSMing? Cool. Have fun. I was T9ing people, okay? Like, it took me fucking 25 minutes to just say, hey, what's up? Because <laughs> you do a A-A-A-A. click, click, click. <laughs> Next. Click, click, click. Two, 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 five, 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 four, five, five, six. That's what I did. So fuck these kids. That's the thing is you get good at that, too. And you're like, oh, my God. It's just one button for one letter. You're like, holy shit balls. This is magic. So one of the girls is texting. God, yeah, she's texting. She's being white and just annoying. And she's like, I have a Facebook stalker. stalker. But you know what? That would totally fine because he looks like this guy. And then the other girl, the other white girl is like, yo, that's Channing Tatum, dumbass. And she's like, ugh, I'm so white. I could tell because I'm so white and white girls love Channing Tatum. White girls love Channing Tatum. Is is that what you're getting at right now? Oh, yeah. 100%. Accurate. 100% cotton over here, right? Ah, If you listen to number three, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway. Why would you jump into four and not listen to three? You're a monster. That's what I'm getting at. Like, (laughs) you fucked up somewhere in your life, and it's also right here. monster. So while this is happening, (laughs) the other girl is getting phone calls. From Ghostface. From from Ghostface. (laughs) And immediately is like, I'm going to kill you, blah. Oh, and she's just like, here's here's a phone. She panics for a second and just like. It's for you. <laughs> and the girl's like, why did you give it to me? And she's like, well, you have a Facebook stalker. And she's yeah. like, that's so not funny. And then she's white. like, I got to lock the door. And she's like, why do you lock the doors? We're only getting weird, creepy threats and shit. Well, yeah, no, she asked if the doors were locked. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and then the doorbell rang. And then the sidekick thing was just like, yeah. answer your door. And she's like, <laughs> they were very like. They were they, so loud. They, it was like. <laughs> well, every time she flipped it up, they like zoomed in on it. It was like. They were I like. I think it spawn. was. I was just going to say, I think it was actually the movie was sponsored by Sidekick. My one thing that I wrote for this part was yeah. imagine living in a world where you you just didn't lock your door automatically. You mean your mother's house in Long Island? <laughs> yeah. Well, one of them, the only way to lock it was to put this one piece of wood to block it because there's this big sliding door. Even the fucking front door, which would drive me crazy. They started locking it after a certain point. <laughs> yeah, after like I was there for a couple of years. Yeah. We've even had some weird shit happen. This one time, this like crazy white guy was just walking up the driveway. Yeah, I know. I was young too. I remember that. Because my dad went outside and was like, hey, what's going on? Hey, buddy. <laughs> and he just he just lost. And I was like, holy fuck balls. What is happening? So he was just like lost? I think so. I don't know. So your dad been... was just like, get get out of here. Get her. Get her out of here. I don't think. I don't know why your dad turned into like a southern person. I don't think my uh, Papa. dad was on the blue collar <laughs> comedy tour. Uh, he wasn't like, get her done and get out of my yard. I don't I don't know. You might be a redneck. <laughs> you might be a redneck if you keep coming in my yard. <laughs> they call me tater salad if you come into my okay. It's about time you tell the listeners who you really are. <laughs> You're from that world. My lineage is the blue collar comedy tour. It's it's out now. I'm sorry. You know, it's a secret that we've been keeping for many years, Secrets. but it's about time. <laughs> 
This coronavirus is bringing out the worst in people. (laughs) It's just the secrets of my papa that I've been trying to keep secret for (laughs) centuries. I don't even care if anybody laughs at that. That was for me. That's for you. Good. I'm glad it's... (laughs) And it made me so happy. <laughs> but right. um, yeah, Oops. imagine not locking your doors. That's fucking crazy to me. Yeah. I grew up where we locked our door. We yeah. live in Queens. We yeah. still live in Queens. But you've been to that house. <laughs> you have to lock your doors. Yeah. Otherwise, people will just fucking walk right up in it. Yeah, that's pretty pretty terrifying. The one time I was waiting <laughs> for the mail and the house next door to our house, they rented rooms out. And the scariest thing was I was waiting for the mail to come and this dude just started walking out the stoop and trying to like come in the house and i <laughs> he didn't speak any english and i remember getting in his face being like you don't live here and he just went huh like he just like like a dog Scooby Doo, like, house, oh? like oh? i'm like you don't live here he just like looked at me kind of gave me a dirty look and then walked down the stairs and then realized he was next door and then i remember the mailman coming up to me and was like that was some crazy shit it's <laughs> like i know they don't answer the phone yeah so she's getting texts on her sidekick it's saying open the front door i dare you and the other girl's like, fine. The other, girl, the other girl's like, we got to open the door because he said so. And the other girl was like, I didn't write their names down because who cares? No, they're just white person one, white person two. <laughs> I don't know. So the other one's like, don't open the door. Someone's texting me. And she opens the door wide open, walks out and just puts her arms up. Nothing's and there. And then it's like, hey, there's nothing here. But then stands in the doorway. And Back then, to the street. Yeah. Which I was like, that's stupid. And then sidekick girl gets another text. That says, I'm not outside. I'm right next to you. I'm right next to you. And they're like, what does that mean? <laughs> I'm still standing in the fucking doorway with the yeah. door open like an idiot. And then the girl inside gets stabbed. And then the girl outside gets like her throat Another slashed. ghost face comes and stabs her and fucking just cuts her throat. And then Teresa pointed out that. <laughs> her hair gets stuck in the fucking lock. As she falls down, her hair gets like in the locking mechanism and then slowly goes out i was like shit that's fucking painful she got murdered no i know but i was just like in my head i was like oh god the back of my head hurts not the fact that she like got a, a throat slit. she's like oh, i can't breathe and then made of like <laughs> bleeding out she's like oh that my really, hair my hair's caught in the thing can you get that for me ghost is like sure no problem no yeah, yeah sure no problem i got that for you it's a stab six like yeah. So then is two girls sitting on a couch. Yes. Sookie Stackhouse. Yes. And Veronica Mars. Great. So it's Anna Paquin <laughs> and Kristen Bell. <laughs> so they're sitting on a couch and Sookie is, Sookie like, is just like, this is fucking this stupid, is y'all. This shit. They <laughs> killed the horror movies. This is so not scary. And Kristen yeah. Bell's like, I think it is scary because, you know, it's people. It's not aliens or other bullshit. Yeah. She's which like, is like, I really like this yeah. movie. It's so I good. I like it. And Sookie's like, fucking bullshit. I hate this. It's of bullshit stay in 1996 yeah she was like, like really coming for those movies oh god she was yeah. and then like what do they do to you bitch besides not have you in them um <laughs> that was uncalled do for. you remember <laughs> <laughs> whatever happened to her i don't know i just know that your brother i, I was just gonna hates say hates her I, my brother hates her with a burning passion it's like i hate her fucking face so hard and i'm like and i'm like i don't i don't know why he never gave me a good enough reasoning he doesn't have one (laughs) he just oh okay i I mean we all have those people that you just see their face and you're like oh you're just a punchable face but it's never like i have at least six i can think i have are those people that wronged you in real life (laughs) no but knowing that they have a punchable face makes everything that they do extra annoying (laughs) they could just say hello to me and i'd be like oh it's real punchy and you're like hello carl go and I think that's what your brother's distaste for her. I, I think that honestly think that's what it is. One time I remember him saying to me like, oh, she has such a stupid fucking gap in her teeth. And I looked at him and I went, I have a gap in my <laughs> teeth. And he went, you're not Anna Pickwin. Yeah. <laughs> 
was just yeah, like, I'm pretty sure what? he just he was just like, no, yours is fine. <laughs> I hate hers. And it's like, it's literally the same shit. He just hates that person. <laughs> he just hates anything she does. She could literally give $7 billion to Corona testing. And, and she's like, like, she Ugh. didn't give $8 billion. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, 7.2. What about the, the rest of it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Anna Paquin. No matter what she does, she's not going to win. But anyway, so Anna Paquin's just going off being just, you know, Anna Paquin. And she's like, they never see it coming. It's so stupid. And then Kristen Bell just kind of like looks up and just fucking stabs her in the gut. It was like, you didn't see this coming. And she's Did like, you? but but why? And she's like, because you like, talk too much. Which <laughs> now, made me laugh. Now watch the fucking movie. And then she presses play on the movie. And then it's like, stab seven. Stab seven. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is, how, this is how we're starting this movie. What the fuck? And then it cuts <laughs> then to another cuts two. Two more girls. Two more white girls that are just sitting there. Marnie and I don't know, the taller Trudy. One. Trudy was the taller one? Yes. Trudy was a taller one. Marnie's like child size. Yeah, Marnie was four foot two. <laughs> four foot <laughs> She was one. actually a 12 year old child. <laughs> Marnie the carny they called her too, which I was like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's they weird. did. That's pretty I'm fucked. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> so then it opens up to these two girls and they're both sitting on the couch and Marnie, the smaller one, the child one, was like, oh, I hate these movies. I hate Stab. I hate all of them uh, mm-hmm. and trudy the taller one was trying to explain why they're so great mm-hmm. and she, basically she likes them because it's about woodsboro so there's like nothing really has happened in woodsboro since the murders and that's the only claim to fame for this town well they also mentioned is that <laughs> is these murders <laughs> that the first three woodsboro. movies are based off what happened yes and then and then uh, sydney prescott they, tried to sue yeah they got sued so then four they just plus made shit up. is just garbage and they're like five is like time travel and I'm both like, that sounds awesome. Which I know, which I was like, I would love to know everything about number five. I know. Can we see number five, please? Which made me think about Hellraiser. And I don't know if it's like a, a like a dig at Hellraiser. Maybe. Because was, there was a period piece for Hellraiser. Was that four or three? Four was the one. Four was three the one was with, boring. Three was Hellraiser slow. was like that, that was, was that was hard to get that through. That was one at the end where they're like walking on the street. Yeah, you was like shut the fuck up. So fucking boring. And it was like Vietnam War. I was like, ah like I don't care about any of this. <laughs> Number four, I think it was just like people with powdered wigs from like the seventeen hundreds or something. It was really weird. Yeah, didn't it start with like Adam Scott? Yeah, it was Adam Scott's masterpiece. Oh my God, it was, was just amazing. really weird. It it, was, it made movie. no fucking sense. Five was the best Five one. was absolutely the best, and we need to do that. I know. But also, I actually have a thing. So they made Stab 3 yeah. after everyone got killed. Yes, I guess so, yeah. Why? <laughs> I have no that idea. Would, I feel like that would never happen. <laughs> I have no idea. Like, did they do it off of what happened? Stab 3 was literally them trying to make Stab 3, and then everyone gets killed making Stab 3? Probably. It that's, probably did that. That's fucking so stupid. I know. That the, never that makes sense, like because like the first three stabs follow. Well, scream one, two, three, right? Is yeah, is the first two. You know exactly. And then number three, which they were making stab three, yeah. couldn't get completed because everyone died. Yeah. So they probably redid the movie and again included Sidney Prescott in some way. On, yeah. And then four, five, six, seven <laughs> became its, its own A thing. masterpiece of yeah. time and space. So six was like a Facebook killer. Seven was the two girl. Like, actually, you don't really know what happens no, in yeah. seven. No, yeah, seven is literally just that. You don't really know what happens in four either. Mm-hmm. You just know that they are wildly different from what actually, what actually happened, happened. Which most horror movies do, or especially if it's like something that's based on a true if, story, then it's, it's all fucked up They and keep crazy. going. You're just like, all right, Amityville horror, nobody cares. Well, that was the thing is that like Amityville actually has like 
75 fucking sequels one of them has time travel like 1992 i think it has like time travel aspect to it yeah i don't think i've seen any of those movies (sighs) they're not good maybe one with you it's like how is there 40 of those movies they used to play on at like two o'clock in the morning on channel 11 like on (laughs) saturday into sunday like it would just be very strange those movies suck (laughs) <laughs> they, they're, yeah, they're not good i've never heard any of even them are, the original is just i don't think like they remade it with ryan reynolds still wasn't good yeah it's very different i think from what what the movies portrayed yeah. but there's no real there's no real know. sell to it it doesn't no. seem like it's just a it's sounds a, like a, it, i mean the real story is a guy went crazy killed his whole family yeah but then i think he took it as like oh no i was possessed by the devil meanwhile mm. people have since bought the house several times and no one has ever talked about it but it was such a big i don't know eyesore like yeah. the house that people yeah. just like fucking like flock to it like yeah, it was a like oh my god the devil lives there like ah and that's why on that particular street in amityville long island there's no actual um address addresses yeah. which is actually really interesting like how the fuck do you get your mail delivered i think they do like a special training for the mailman probably this is the street you know what to do they have like like water and they just like touch the envelope and then it like (laughs) the numbers appear harry potter style like okay anyway the point of this whole fucking thing is we're not even out of the cold open i'm so sorry that always happens what are you talking about jesus christ but so it's these two little white girls and you're just talking one loves stab the other one's like i don't i hate horror movies this is stupid dumb yeah so not marnie goes upstairs trudy trudy's like hey i hear a noise let me go upstairs yeah she goes upstairs. At the same time, Marnie then gets a phone call who happens to be like Ghostface killer. And yeah. was like, what's your scary movie? And she's just like, I don't yeah. And then ultimately Ghostface is like, I'm going to kill you. And then you just hear a giggle and yeah. you realize that the girl from upstairs. It's just Trudy, like, that was so easy. I couldn't help it. Like she called her from her cell phone because she has this she's app. This app or whatever bullshit. So now it's, it has upgraded from in three, the voice modulator was like really like high tech. Now it's a fucking app that anybody could use. And and it's the specific voice too, which is really yeah, fucking funny. I know. But all right, fine. <laughs> so that happens. And then but, while she's talking yeah. to her, Marnie's like, that's not funny. And then like, uh, uh, you just hear like, Ugh. and gurgles. And then automatically, like the line goes down. Trudy thinks it's a prank, but it's not a prank. <laughs> so Trudy goes downstairs and it's like, oh, dropping the phone on the floor in the dark. A fucking original. Well, you should direct a horror movie. Oh, God. I and know. then it keeps walking around. And then, phone oh rings. my God, I forgot. So the phone rings. She picks up the phone and it's Ghostface, the Ghostface. The actual Ghostface. And talking to her and just being like, hey, I got Marnie. She's on the cutting room floor because all these fucking puns that they always say about they, they live for it oh God, like, guys, so annoying can a movie dweeb not be a killer once in one of these movies i know it's never the case so they're doing all these puns back and forth and then the best best thing happened poor little marnie's body flies through Just the window thrown through the window <laughs> like a fucking brick so which makes me go like was that kid really that fucking strong absolutely not or there had to be at least two people that like fling that girl's body there's into no, the window there's no fucking way because when you find out who the killers are at the end of the movie. You're just like, they're, how? They're, <laughs> you're tiny. There's like, there's no possibility. No. That you, you little scrawny bitch and you scrawny boy. Yeah. Can throw a human adult child. Yeah. Through a window. Yeah. Or do half of the shit that they do in this movie. It's bullshit. So Marty flies into the window broomstick style. And then <laughs> Trudy's like, ah. 
yeah. And then she's running up the stairs. And uh, long story short, she there was like a different part of her house that I guess is being built. Yeah. Which I was kind of like, all right, these people obviously have money. Jesus so, Christ. Shit. Especially if he leaves the doors open. I know, right? <sighs> Fucking Woodsboro. Didn't they learn their lesson? I know. How would they? Even 10 years later, these little fuckers. So ultimately, Ghostface reaches up with her, stabs her in the back. And then she like- as she's trying to crawl out of the garage, because that's where she ultimately ended up, mm-hmm. he lowers down the garage door basically like just crushing her like back a little her tailbone i think really. just to slow her down and then he drags her into the garage and stabs her to death and blah blah, blah. that's it scream for cold open down Title card. sorry what was that fucking 45 fucking minutes yeah but we went off on the tangent about the oldest stabs movies so <laughs> it's fine at least i wasn't talking about cotton for fucking 42 minutes first of all cotton's wonderful don't you ever fucking forget it that's what this movie doesn't have cotton was never mentioned in this movie it makes me sad it opens up into the town of woodsboro woodsboro it's nice and sunny it looks fucking great it's super bright the first movie yeah. it looked like a podunk little oh, yeah. town it was run down not great it's not even that like it's just a you small... can also understand like we're from new york city so like we're judging everything <laughs> everything that has like a nice like, doesn't have any big little... buildings <laughs> so it's obviously a poor fucking town <laughs> there's no hot dog carts on the street what the fuck is this no i mean it had like a nice little small like main street yeah. in the little a small town. gazebo town i don't know gazebo one gazebo oh. town it's a one one stop like gazebo town <laughs> and now i'm like oh shit look look there's some stores more yeah. than just like there's two stores hustle and bustle i love this- it it looked like rich people lived there yeah it okay, definitely it, looked like the town did better. Yes, the town's definitely been... And you know why it did better? Because it was profiting why? off of poor fucking Maureen Prescott's death. That town looked wonderful because there were probably asshole randos that wanted to come there and just try to find just where to this lady died. Yeah. Yeah, they probably turned it to a touristy town. Also, there was no mention of Neil Prescott in this movie at all. I know, the damn dad. Well, she's she's able to support herself, as you can find out. Right. Sydney wrote a book. Yeah, so it actually opens up to the town. And in the town, you see on the light posts, there's actually little scream guys little everywhere. Little ghost face guys. Little ghost face everywhere. Which, which I was like, lot, oh, it's kind of cute. A lot of work. A lot of work. But it wasn't the town. It was a bunch of kids playing a prank. Yes. And because it's, of course, the anniversary of the fucking everything happening. Which, to me, it was kind of weird that she made a book. And the book's title was Out of Darkness. And she happens to be there. This is the last spot on her book tour. And it is the anniversary of the original Woodsboro murders. Not Maureen Prescott, but what happened to Sydney. Because Sydney, Sydney, Sydney. Well, this one's all about Sid. They don't talk about Maureen. They don't drop Maureen's name at all in this movie. They do. They do twice when they yell at Sydney. You're like your mother. They don't say Maureen Prescott. No. You're like Maureen Prescott. No, because, (laughs) because they fail to acknowledge that Maureen Prescott's death brought so much liveliness <laughs> to that fucking town. Okay? Fuck those people. I didn't know I was going to be on like some fucking... <laughs> you know, me neither. Me, and it just clicked. And maybe oh, it's because shit. I'm tired and maybe it's because I'm in a quarantine. I hey, don't know what it is. It's working. But it's you working. know what though? I want more vindication for fucking Maureen Prescott, who was brutally raped. All right. And brutally we're not talking, fucking murdered. We're not talking about this again. And it was called an Uggo they, for three movies. I know. We <laughs> talked about it for three movies. We're done. They're done. No one says Maureen Prescott. All right. In this anyway, fucking movie. The fucking point is. So you see Maureen, she's there with Annie. I'm sorry, who? Annie. You said Maureen? Maureen. <laughs> Freudian slip. I wish I was sorry about Maureen Prescott. Oh, shit. Because I had so many questions for her. I'm leaving that in. I'm leaving that in. (laughs) 
you see Sydney Prescott, she looks she looks nice. She's she looks got a pretty good. Dress on. She she's doesn't have a jean fancy. jacket on. She doesn't. Not yet. Though. Have she has the a Greek letters later. And she doesn't have the Greek letters on. And there's no mention she's, she's of her over Jerry O'Connell's death. Yes. Because she's out of the darkness. Out of the darkness. She's not being the victim anymore. And she doesn't have um, a McDreamy boyfriend from number three. No, where the fuck is... Did not work out, I guess. Mm, I'm assuming. I don't know. Maybe he's like, <laughs> I, 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 gotta, I gotta keep doing homicide shit. I imagine. I feel like they probably have some sad sex and then that would be it. Like, there wasn't really any... Sad sex. Because <laughs> they're both the victim in but, everything. But they could both be sad together. Maybe it just they, wasn't enough because she was stepping out of the darkness. Maybe her growing as a person, he was not a fan of it because he's like, I live in the darkness. And I'm stepping out of I've- the darkness. <laughs> How many times are you going to fucking say that? As many times as I fucking can. Great. Someone please count it because I'm not. <laughs> when you find out it's the anniversary of the Woodsboro murders, the town is <laughs> just filled with little scream masks Costumes everywhere. And fun. And she is there to, I guess, do a book reading and a book signing for, you know, her beautiful town of Woodsboro. Of course. And that's it. Her publicist, Alison Brie. I call her Annie, though, from Community. Annie. I know her as Annie from Community, community. so I'm going to call her gonna be a Netflix Community April Annie. First. The whole show? The whole show. Oh, good. I love this show. Even the later seasons? Yeah. Oh, wow. Good for you, Dan Harmon. All right. <laughs> so you you see there mm-hmm. then it cuts you see there you see there so she's in woodsboro right mm-hmm. it's a big deal it cuts to dewey or as i kept calling him gooey, gooey and at the dale end of from, the last episode mm-hmm. so gooey and dale they're actually still married well yeah gooey wakes up his alarm's going off yeah. he's playing the fucking axel foley uh ringtone oh, so funny i know he wakes up and you're like oh look at him working yeah doing stuff getting up in the morning right behind him is gail sleeping in I know. I was like, look at this little. Oh shit! Before she ruined, before she ruined her face with plastic surgery. Oh, god, so sad. Oh my god, it's so sad. Tragic. Dewey goes outside. You and find guess what? out he's in uniform and he's the fucking sheriff of Woodsboro. Which okay. All right, here's we, my beef. We, with which that. we have so many questions about. Here's my beef. Number one, he was a deputy. Fine. Mm-hmm. Number two, a year later, he was like still on disability, was not a police officer, was going rogue. Number three, he was so fucking far from Woodsboro. It's not even funny. And the police. And the police, because he was merely a technical supervisor on a shitty fucking movie set. Where everyone got killed. <laughs> where everybody got killed. And he was just like hanging out with Parker Posey's character. I mean, wouldn't you? I'm obviously Parker Posey is amazing, but he did not do police work. No. So was he like, fuck it after three? Like, I guess I'm going to slum it and go back to Woodsboro and take my crown back. I don't know. He was. Other thing is, how did. How did he get back to the police? No, not even that. How did Gail agree to go back to Woodsboro? Was it because when they got married? I think so. I think because they were going to try to make it right. And then it sounds like they moved there and Dewey took the center stage of being the bumbling fucking idiot sheriff of that town, which apparently. Apparently, you don't need any qualifications in Woodsboro to fucking work in the police station. It's a sleepy town. I imagine you fucking just wake up and you're. (laughs) I imagine him as the sheriff. He would just walk into a coffee shop and be like, "Hey guys, how you doing? Oh, good, great." How's the kids? Great. And you just take a donut off your plate and be like, have a good one, guys. And then walk in and be like, I love our sheriff. Yes. And I think it's like that. And that is fucking terrible. And I was thinking, how did he get the job of sheriff? That's he, what I'm saying. He was deputy for three and a half hours in the first one. Exactly. Got stabbed. Do you think I it think, was like a pity sheriff? No, I think he, he had a punch card. So you get attack, you survive <laughs> enough attacks and then you're automatically promoted to sheriff in Woodsboro. If that's the case, what am I doing slumming my ass well, here? You're not in getting stabbed in woodsboro oh, fuck. 
After this quarantine's over, punch card sheriff. We are going to go to Woodsboro so we can both be punch card sheriffs. Perfect. We have to get stabbed three times though. <sighs> we have to survive three you know attacks what? where we thwart killers. I'm ready for it. You're okay with I'm it? I'm ready for you it. You want to change it up? Yeah. Okay. Let's COVID go for 19 it. is not what it's cracked up to be. <laughs> I'll take a stabbing. <laughs> Great. I'll okay. take three attacks <laughs> by three weird high school boys. It's fine. Yeah, they all have I'm to be okay high school boys. All high school boys. Well, one has to be a director. Wow. Where are we fucking going uh, with we're this? We're literally nowhere. So That's Gooey fun. and Dale, they're together. <laughs> Gooey goes to his car. You find out he's a sheriff. And then as he's getting into his car, another car blows past him really fast. And that's when you meet one of the main characters who is Herbie, who is Hayden Pantier. Now, she has a very short, sassy haircut that looks like she's a businessman. Oh, she is business vibes all day in this movie she's wearing a fucking she's wearing um, a power the, suit yeah a power suit throughout the whole movie she's a high school girl allegedly yeah. Alleged, allegedly power businessman haircut and a power, power businessman suit, suit and drinking cocktails throughout the second half of the movie i know i was and just she like gets what? fucked up oh yeah and i mean she was drinking straight bourbon yeah she was going for she's it it's like i'm a high school girl she's like i'm a fucking business lady you know, in high school, I don't know anybody that was like that. No, not even a little. No, and that's what I love about Kevin Williamson is that he writes these characters that you're like, they're not real. There's no way these people exist. I have never seen or ever heard of any high school kid having the vocabulary no. that any of these fucking no, kids have. absolutely not. Even the smart ones. I know. You're like, oh, okay, <laughs> it'll balance. You meet the smart ones, but they're also kind of awkward. Yes. Or a little weird. Yeah. But Kirby seemed like she was friends with everyone. Yes. At least friendly with everyone. Yes. And then still just a raging alcoholic businessman <laughs> at the same time. She was literally a 1960s businessman. Oh, 100%. She was a womanizer. At the <laughs> end of the movie, you're in her house and the whole like kitchen. It was so it's like loaded with alcohol. Yeah. Alcohol and, and Sprite, by the and way. Like, even the sides are, like, little wine closets. I was like, where's her parents? Where are her parents? You never see her parents. No, because she's like Benjamin Button. She's probably 45 years old, <laughs> running a very successful advertising agency. <laughs> and in her spare time, she pretends that she's a 17-year-old girl. <laughs> it sounds like a plot. They lost her high school diploma, so she has to go back and get it. It's basically she, Billy, Billy Madison. Madison while- but she already runs the business and has the money. Yes. But they're like, they're going to kick her off the board if she doesn't get her high school diploma. <laughs> That's exactly what we're watching. Basically watching two different movies. Oh, perfect. So she blows past and Gooey's like, slow down, Kirby. And that's when you find out her name's what Kirby. Is he Southern? I, I don't know. Is he also it's, on the Redneck Comedy <laughs> Tour? <laughs> With my he papa? Was, he was related to your papa. Great. <laughs> <laughs> you come from that Arquette money. <laughs> you do. Oh, yeah. Sure. Um, <laughs> Then you find that Kirby is actually picking up the next main character who is named Jill. And that is the worst character. The worst part of the movie. In this whole fucking movie, Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts knows only how to do Emma Roberts. I'm convinced that's how she acts in real life. She's the type of person you never want to be friends with. And I really hope if I ever have the chance to ever talk to her, not that I would, but if I ever did, I would be like, just prove me wrong. Please prove me wrong. Because I think you are such an asshole. (laughs) Everything she does, she only knows how to play like the bitch cunt character. Yeah. And it's so fucking annoying because she overacts. God, in this movie. 
Especially at the end. Oh, at the end, it was fucking brutal. But throughout the course of it, though, she's just very like, it's not believable. You don't like her. I feel like she was meant to be someone that everyone sympathized with. And you're like, yeah. oh, my God, like fucking your life. Is your so life. Hard. Ugh, like, but Jesus. But she just comes off of some whiny, like little cunt fucking spoiled bitch. <laughs> and you're like, fuck her. Get the fuck away from me. So when she gets into the car, you kind of find out that she had a boyfriend at one point named Trevor, who sounds like he's been trying to call her or get in contact with her. But instead, he's like calling all her friends i guess to talk to the friends to try to convince her try to talk talk to her her. the other main character who lives right next to her named olivia 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 mentions that trevor called she also got a phone call yeah so as they were driving to school emma roberts gets a phone call and it's ghost face and he's like what's your scary movie and she's just like you sound really weird she is getting a call from trudy and she's like "Ugh, i hate her I hate her. And Trudy was murdered. So you're like, oh, this is kind of strange. And it happens to be Ghostface. Literally last night. So she then hangs up on Ghostface. And that's when Olivia mentions, that's weird. I got a call actually from Marnie the Carney earlier today. Similar thing happened. So then it cuts back to the town square. And you see Dewey with a deputy. Mm -hmm. Deputy Judy, I believe her name was, right? Deputy Judy is giving the come fuck me eyes to Dewey. Oh, she definitely wants the Dewey dick. She wants wants that gooey dick. She wants gooey all over her face (laughs) in and around her mouth. Disgusting. I know. And you could kind of tell that there's some tension there because she wants to give baked goods to gooey and gooey's like, I can't eat them. And she makes a comment like, you know, that's not not cheating cheating on your wife. So there is some tension, obviously, between the three of them. Day two. I'm kidding. (laughs) Honestly, it really is, though. I was a little tired. Yes, it's fine. Mama needed a nap. (laughs) I was getting a little crabby. And that was three days ago. It happens. (laughs) The kids are at school now. Okay. All those (laughs) 27-year-olds. Yes, all the adults playing high schoolers. Really in this movie. Holy shit. Everyone looks like an adult. Yes. Especially Kirby, my little powerful businessman. Oh, my God. The most powerful (laughs) businessman. God damn. One thing I wrote was the fucking kid with the headset and like live streaming with him. I was like, there was a kid that was live streaming the whole thing. And he, he was, has this little, this, this little camera. It's like, yeah. how, how is that streaming? How, one, how does that have like Wi-Fi? I know. Does this, was like Wi-Fi? Two, this was like 2011. Yeah. It's not now. No, but like that was, a, that, that was a, that's thing a that, little headset too. Th- that was the thing that bothered me is that he wanted to, I guess like capture his high school experience or like, I don't know, like the was worst, it a hall pass or something? With yeah. Robbie? It's hall pass. Hall pass with Robbie. It was just dumb because he wore this stupid fucking headset that looked like an AT&T headset and he was just like, hey guys, what's your hey, scary what's your favorite movie? scary movie? <laughs> and I was like, you little fucking dorkus. Dumbass. Get the fuck out of here. He bothered me. One, because oh, he looked really old. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that's, bothered you? That's one. Two, I just didn't like the fact that it didn't make sense of like why he was like live streaming everything. But I guess that's like the whole point of this story because like the kills were all being like live streamed. Yeah, but you so don't find that out until way later. Yeah, but, but they like, actually weren't being live streamed. They were just being recorded. Yeah, they were recorded <laughs> and they're like, we'll edit them later yeah. and post them. They're basically making a YouTube video. But this was like, I guess, pre Hopefully we get super chats when people get murdered. <laughs> Five dollar avocados. <laughs> Dancing avocado gift. <laughs> Makes me happy. But you now meet the men that are in this movie. So at first we've only meet like all like the all, high school girls. All the ladies. There's only three high school boys. There's, <laughs> There's only three boys in high school. <laughs> There's only three in this whole high school. There's Trevor. Tre- Trevor. Trevor. Oh, God. Oh, There's- shit. 
Trevor's from Queens. Trevor's from Queens, he is. <laughs> Trevor is Emma Robertson's ex-boyfriend, you find out. Mm-hmm. And the tallest out of all of them. He's very tall. Wow, thank you. Like, well, I, it, I feel like height. I feel like he was the only one that like looked like a big dude. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll talk about that later. That's okay. <laughs> I'm painting the picture for this audience. They should have watched the movie, but yes. <laughs> then you have Rory Culkin, who played yeah, I didn't Charlie. He oh. played Charlie. I wrote his name down later because I was like, oh, that's his name after I watching it Charlie, twice. I Charlie, Trevor, and Robbie Headcam. <laughs> <laughs> and then Robbie is the dork little, with the fucking headcam. Little Robbie Headcam. And, uh, you know, nothing really kind of happens, but, like, they're in school, and then suddenly everyone's getting a message. Everyone gets, like, a text message yeah, that, immediately. that people were murdered. <laughs> It actually kind of makes sense, though, because this Uh, is like the height of, well, not the height. Now it's like the height of social media. But at that point from like 1996 of like how things get set around town. How quickly things go around. Yeah. I think that was very important that all the kids were like, oh, my God, like I'm getting a text message that someone's dead. Like, oh, man. Oh, my God. Although the teacher was just like, really? (laughs) (laughs) Person's dead? (laughs) Like, hmm, I didn't get a text. (laughs) Nobody likes you, teacher. Nobody (laughs) likes you. Cuts to the bookstore where Gail Gail is like dressed up. She's going to the bookstore to meet Sydney, who is giving a powerful reading from Out of Darkness. (laughs) I love the whatever little passage she read. Of darkness. Oh God, I cringed. I was like, Oh was like, goddamn, oh, God. Sydney! Did you? Did you? Did you seriously? <laughs> My Fuck. favorite though was um, Allison Bree's character that was like, "Hi guys, oh, that was great." Um, <laughs> oh, you mean who she plays in every? Yes. Level. I hope you got your copy of the book. <laughs> I was just like, "Why are you so good?" She's too good at that character. She's so so it's like, so Sydney and Gail now reunite. They hug and whatever. Like they're just making small talk, and then out of nowhere, fucking. All of Woodsboro PD just like storms. <laughs> well, first it's fucking it's, bookshop. Dewey has enough of a lead so Sydney can like be like, oh my God, Dewey, yeah. and then give him a hug. And then he's like, hold on, Sid. Yeah. And then he's just completely no one interrupts. Can leave this bookstore. <laughs> Everyone in the bookstore, stop. <laughs> the call is coming from in inside the house. The house. <laughs> and I was like, okay, okay. And I love how Gail's like, so what's going on? And he's like, shut up, Gail. Shut up. The whole movie. You're not the police. Like, hey, Gail. I'm the police. Hey, shut up. I'm the sheriff. I think, you know what? I think for the longest time, probably Gail. Gail was the alpha. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And now Dewey is just like, I'm going to be the alpha, but we all know he's a fucking beta fish. Oh we God. all know he's, he's a, a beta mega fish. beta fish. So you find out that they're tracing this phone call which you gotta give it for 2011 that was like i guess pretty good technology like was it? that quickly i was like oh, okay it's definitely not that fast whatever so they're pinging this cell phone that happens to be outside of the bookstore and of course it's in, in, the, in the trunk of a car, car and her rental now i guess she's like a material witness so sydney is like i need to leave and they're like nah bitch you're not leaving you're staying here forever until we figure out who is a killer oh shit because everything's happening again. It's Woodsboro 20 years later. <laughs> it's all <laughs> happening really fast, too. I just don't, again, don't understand why Sydney would pick to come back to Woodsboro on the day on of the, the day? anniversary. I don't fucking know. I don't know. She's dumb dumbs. She's just asking for a fucking copycat killer. <laughs> she is. Especially on the day. Seriously. Especially end of the book tour. You know when she's coming back, you can plan this shit. Oh, I know. Hmm. So then you fast forward. Now they're in the police station. Sydney talking to Dewey. Mm-hmm. There's like a power struggle between Deputy Judy and Gail. Like they have like a cockfight. Like it was very, yeah. very awkward. Seems really unnecessary. I felt like they could have like dealt without that, but whatever. They go into like a small interrogation room and that's when you find the three girls where Sydney reunites with Emma Robertson, her cousin, which is also very awkward. It's so awkward. She- Emma Robertson just can't act. I think that's what bothers <laughs> me the like most. I feel like you're going to bring this up every scene we talk about her. Because she's just like, line. <laughs> Hi, Sydney. Hi, oh, hug. Hey, 
Okay. Hey. <laughs> Hello, Sydney. Hi. We're family. I don't know. I just, no. She was definitely the weakest link. She was. She the was like the link. weakest link of the whole fucking entire movie. Actually, the funniest part about that whole scene in the police station is when the three girls are talking about how two of them got a phone call, but Kirby was like, I didn't get a phone call. Does that mean I'm going to die first? And Dewey's like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, no. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, no, maybe. but maybe. So, uh, and she was like, oh, cool. Like, oh, I'm no, I'm going to die. <laughs> Which I don't understand why all those people, like extra people, People were around during this police investigation. It just yeah. goes to show that Woodsboro is just not, not together. No, it's not together. It never will be together. It's literally a podunk town in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Fuck them. P.S. I wrote a note about the previous scene yeah. with uh, Gail and Dewey. Gail says, I wrote the book on this. Oh my God. And I'm like, yeah, you wrote the book on it, but that doesn't mean you know everything about it. In her mind. So the scene that Alex is referring to is that when she was trying to like strong arm Judy, the deputy to get into Dewey's office to talk to Sydney. She was just like, I've been through this. I lived through this three times already. Okay. I know who the fucking killer is and I wrote the book on it. And you know what? I would have to agree with Gail because everybody in Woodsboro is fucking dumb. Oh no. They're dumb. She is their best bet. I'm just curious (laughs) what made Gail finally like settle and move to Woodsboro. I guess after the third one, when she realized like her career was probably washed up, she's like, fuck it, I might as well just get pregnant and fat in Woodsboro and just live out my days. <laughs> Put me out to pasture. I'll just get blessed every night and have writer's block. Yeah. When you're kind of becoming an older woman, like, you know, I'm not gonna fucking look at you the same way as they would a younger girl. So I feel like women don't age as well in Hollywood than say men. So in my mind, it makes sense that she was like, fuck it. I don't have yeah. anything here anyway. My as well just go home and get cum dumped every night by the fucking sheriff of Woodsboro because they felt bad for him because he had fucking they finger guns at promoted one point. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have a job for two movies and now they're like fuck it make him you know he's but, a sheriff but I feel like the sheriff thing definitely went to Dewey's head yeah it did he had like I'm the captain now itis he did. He was just like, look at me, Gail. He's probably a really good sheriff when nothing is happening. Yeah, that's probably why he got it. Yeah. Oh, he was a great sheriff. He's a great sheriff when it's there's like, literally nothing going on in the town. Like, a, maybe a parade? He's awesome. It's like Hot Fuzz. The first few things they do, it's like, oh, the swans escape. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I got... <laughs> yeah. I, I got this. Yes. And then he takes care of it. It's like, uh, they do like the meeting at the end. They're like, hey, guys, we successfully solved everything. Yeah. It is returned and safe. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Exactly. And people take pictures. It goes in the Daily Woodsboro paper. Everyone's happy. <laughs> the Daily Bugle. The Daily Bugle Woodsboro <laughs> Daily Bugle. edition. He is the mayor of Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He's just like, everything's great. It's fine. Everything's Beach is fine. Open. Beach it's, is going to be open. Everyone's going to be swimming and having fun. No shark. Yeah, it's all good. And it's That's a Dewey, shark? No, it's not. <laughs> except Dewey would be like, no murders. Because we didn't release that. Tee-hee. But poor Dewey, though. It just gets it gets worse and worse for him. So now Dale... Uh, Dale. <laughs> You're always going to call him Dale. Dale, kind of like at the end of all of that, Dale is just like, yo, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm going rogue. I'm going to fucking figure this shit out. Yeah. Because obviously the police here are fucking podunk idiots. And I'm going to do it the old fashioned way. She knows she's way. married to the sheriff. 1995 style. Old school. It's like, all right, cool. But also when Gail said, I wrote the book on this, she also plugged her book. She did. She's like, <laughs> Just I wrote like, the book on this. Pause. Woodsboro Rose. Written by Gail Weathers. Like, did, did you know? Do you need and a copy? I'm of surprised that? Dewey wasn't like, yes, I'm married to you. I know. I know your fucking <laughs> I think he has book. like a tattoo of that on his asshole. <laughs> so she can look at it when she pegs him. Oh, she totally pegs him. But that's another story for another day. <laughs> so fast forward, because now that Sydney is landlocked, cannot leave. Like, at she all. has to stay there. Instead of putting her up at the Holiday Inn, right? They're mm-hmm. like, no, you know what? You can stay with family. Go stay with Emma Robertson and your aunt. Go stay with the part of the family that you don't 
No. Yes. So I have actually a couple of interesting notes for that one. Two things. So in the house, it looks like who's staying there is Kate, which is Sydney's aunt. Sydney doesn't ever call her Aunt Kate. It's very, like you could tell it's a very like Distant, a clear yeah. separation of mm-hmm. like, this is my family, but we're not really that close. You have Emma Robertson's character, which I don't even fucking know her name. So I'm just going to call her Emma Robertson for the, oh, Jill, Jill. I forgot. Yeah, it's literally Jill Roberts. Oh, Jill Roberts. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that far fetched, Emma. Yeah. <laughs> you could remember this. I think it was in, just in case. So you have Jill and you have Kirby. Dewey drops her off. Did you notice that it was kind of weird that like Dewey was like talking to her? It wasn't a friend way. It was very awkward almost yeah. because I think she was like, oh, so how are you and Gail doing? And he was just like, you know, it kind of it is what it is. And he quoted a line from her book and then they kind of just stared at each other for like 30 seconds. Yeah, it was so And weird. then he was like, all right, I gotta go. Which almost like implied that he wanted to fuck her. Or so. I don't know. It was just weird. But I was just like, that's kind of a weird thing. Like, why are you giving the fuck me eyes to Sid? Explain yourself. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was strange. Yeah, it definitely was weird. But you have that going on. And my favorite is when <laughs> Kirby said like, oh, you can't see any of her scars. And then that's and when then Kate Kate's was like, like, no one asked me about my scars which makes me go does everybody hate sydney like and the answer to that riddle is yes yes everybody hates woodsboro hates sydney for what they feel like she has done for woodsboro it was very and they were just like oh no knife scars yeah and then, and then she was, was like, like oh, oh okay uh-huh. everyone clearly they they immediately paint the picture that everyone hates sydney Yes, very clear. Not not just like hate, they're like fucking jealous of her. And I which think that's what it boils down to. Stupid. Is that they're very jealous that she, uh, everyone- Almost got killed multiple times yeah. and survived. And But also wrote this you know, New York Times bestseller book. Oh, of course. But New <laughs> York Times- when something's a bestseller, apparently when a book is released, yeah. they ask you if you want to buy like 10,000 to punch the numbers up mm-hmm. so you can launch the book as a New York Times bestseller. It's actually awesome. It's good yeah. to know for my book. But then you have to like- That comes out out of the darkness too. the copies. <laughs> Steal out of the darkness. Being in darkness, but still in darkness, what? but out of darkness. So in this scene, what made me kind of laugh too is that Emma Roberts goes upstairs. Again, Jill Roberts, whatever, fine. Jill goes upstairs and then there's like a weird Skeet Ulrich moment where her boyfriend breaks into her house. And then Sydney like busts in on that. busts in. And it's it's just like, she just kind of has the same face the entire scene, Sydney. She's just looking at him like, what are you doing? You remind me of someone me and emma roberts is just like "Mm, i'm acting they get some police outside to watch them because you know people were murdered when she leaves the room the cop judy is just standing in the shadows yeah being a fucking weirdo and she's like hey do you remember me we were in the same school and she's like no sorry I was one of the cool kids until everyone got murdered. Well, you know, what's interesting about that is, is that she mentioned multiple times, like, yeah, we were in Home Room together. We were in Drama Club together. We were in the same show of Peter Pan. Like, you fucking we know me. We did a lot of stuff. And you How do you not remember. know me? Yeah. And it kind of was nice to, like, have, like, this kind of creepy moment of, like, well, are you the killer? Because a lot of people are just, like, oddly jealous or hate Sydney. Mm-hmm. So you really feel like everybody's a suspect in a way because they just fucking hate her. Yeah. So goddamn. Yeah, much yeah they, they kind of do what they did in the first one where like it could be anyone yeah except for like eight seconds they're like oh maybe it's this person and then they just move on to the next thing really fast yeah a lot of people have a very creepy background on yeah. all of this so then kirby and jill are watching Shaun of the dead 
which is a fantastic move. Olivia, who lives next door, which is like the other friend, she is coming home. She calls Kirby up and she's like, oh, hey, what are you guys doing? There's like all these police officers outside the house. Like, and she was going to come into the house. But when they told her that Sydney was going to be staying in the guest room, she's like, nah, I'll take my chances. I feel safer in my house anyway. I don't want to be with Angel to death. So she goes into her house. Jill then gets a phone call from Trevor. So Kirby takes the phone, starts talking to Trevor, and you find out that it's actually Ghostface. And then Ghostface is kind of fucking with her, being like, you know, I'm in the closet right now. Kirby gets up the courage to like open the closet door, realizing that there's nobody in that closet. Ghostface says, I'm not in your closet. It kind of like cuts to Olivia's house, who this whole time, by the way, is still on the phone with Jill, like listening to the whole conversation. Ghostface is in Olivia's house and then ultimately brutally yeah, fucking like, murders horribly her. Horribly fucking murders her. What was interesting is that like both of the teenage girls were like screaming and Sydney runs into the room and is like, holy shit, this girl's being attacked, yeah. Olivia. And she is the only one that does anything. Anything. She runs down the stairs. She looks into the patrol car. There's nobody no there. One. She's like, fuck this shit. She literally breaks the window. She breaks into the house. And then runs up the stairs and then I guess realizes, oh, fuck, it's probably not the best idea to do this because <laughs> I ran out of adrenaline. Goes up to the stairs, finds her organs like, are ripped out yeah, of her body. Completely. And then you hear Jill's voice and Sydney's like, no, no, don't come in here. Don't come in here. <laughs> this is so stupid, this part. is that <laughs> Jill comes up the stairs and was like, oh my God, she's dead. Did you know she said that you were the angel of death? <laughs> like, I was like, what? This is not the most appropriate time to say that, Jill. You're like, being an idiot. This currently isn't about me. No. And then Ghostface is behind Jill. Ghostface then attacks Jill, slices her in the arm. And then Sydney literally kicks his Eats ass down the stairs. And then fucking kicks him again. Like, power kicks him. Kicks him right in the face. Across the fucking room. And then, of course, of course. Turns around for three seconds. The, the cops, cops show come. Up. And then when they look back, they realize that there's oh, no Ghostface. Away. He ran out the back door. One thing I wrote was right after Ghostface gets away, Jill is upstairs, like, holding her arm where she got cut. And then Sydney's like, Jill? And she's like, don't. She gets very upset. And I'm like, why? Why are you upset? She fucking saved your ass. Like, she beat up Ghostface. In the same breath, you have to remember that she is a teenager. Teenagers are fucking dumb. <laughs> so, like, I guess I can sympathize if I want to play devil's advocate over here. Like, think about it for yourself. If you were a stupid fucking teenage girl, you'd probably do the same fucking thing. Realistically. Because you're like, my best friend's dead and everyone around you is always dead. Ugh. Literally, that's probably what she did. Her inner monologue. I feel like she'd be more mad. Like, oh, Sydney's here. It's her fault. And she saved the day. Get out of here. (laughs) Now there's more reason to talk about Sydney. Oh, and then when they go outside, the police are like, are you okay, Sydney? And she's like, shit, get up, get away from me, I'm fine. Yeah. And people are across the street just being like, it's all your fault. Yeah, you're just like your mother. Just like your mother. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> you know what's so funny is that they never, thankfully, they never mentioned that her mom's ugly. Okay. So that makes me All right, happy. we talked about this already. But no, listen. We talked about this day one. Fucking point is, <laughs> is that this town hates her so much. It so just much. shows that everybody's a fucking suspect. They cannot stand Sydney Prescott. They want to kill her. I know. <laughs> And by doing that, they're going to kill her family that she doesn't talk to or like. I know. I'm kind of like, is there really a loss there? Probably not. No. (laughs) Gail partners with the movie dweebs. She's so desperate. Yeah. She's like, listen, we're going to work together. Live stream weirdo and need to get a haircut, Culkin. Oh, God. He looks so awful. (laughs) He just looks so creepy. Yeah. But they're working together now. How are they going to help you? By making movie references? Well, here, this is what I don't understand. So like the very next day after these people get murdered, she's at the cinema club <laughs> so the cinema club is actually run by the two dweeby kids the uh, charlie of and trevor who else would run it 
Which I was like, I didn't have a cinema club in my high school. But then again, I went to school in not a great neighborhood. We didn't have cinema club. <laughs> we didn't have a lot of things. To okay? be fair, my school probably did. Yeah, yeah, you did. You went to Long Island. God damn it. They didn't have that. We were dodging fucking bullets in my high school. <laughs> anyway, we didn't have time for Cinema Club. Sydney and Gail are at Cinema Club where they're going to host a Q&A about the Stab movies. But ultimately, they're only doing that because Gail wants more information from the cinema dweebs about the potential killer. Because there was no Randy Meeks in this whole fucking movie. <laughs> so they had to they had someone to resort to, fucking... to two 17-year-olds. Yes, to get the job as one stupid Randy. Basically, in their whole like meandering bullshit, you kind of find out that this is now a re- remake of the stab yeah. movie. So they're like, oh, remake rules. Yeah, so the remake rules is pretty much that there are no rules, essentially, and yeah, it's no, expect they, the unexpected. They say a few things. Oh, um, what do they say? You do a remake to out- do outlive the original. The original. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so there's like no rules. Culkin even says the killer should upload all kills. He and, gave away the plot. and But then they, they look at each other and they're like- That would uh, imply that Obviously not, not, not him. He says it, and the person next to him literally live streams his fucking high school career weird yeah and it's like oh so it's obviously him but it's not obviously it's so stupid but like i find that in every screen movie there's always the killer literally giving away the whole fucking plot (laughs) and you're just like three ironically enough yeah and number three he kept it to the best i appreciate that that's that roman i appreciate the only time he wasn't like hey guys i'm I'm totally a killer (laughs) how about in this role he i'm the killer he dropped hints though in terms of like age and like eh, certain things but he ultimately was like "Eh." literally number one fucking billions (laughs) to are like i didn't call you a killer son all right that was one like, yeah two, i got your back other killer <laughs> number two both timothy o'flant and debbie saw on multiple occasions was like fucking we are the killers like, fucking mickey the entire movie gave like hey i'm the killer yeah I, <laughs> but then he would just be like oh too bad you didn't get sliced and diced tonight Aww. it's a shame i'll get you next time sid <laughs> but this kid literally says like yeah in order to do this like you're gonna have to like live stream and like fucking post your stuff because basically making you a more and you're putting your art out there mm-hmm. like this kid like he's 17 y'all <laughs> how are you guys not fucking raising red flags right now there should just mentioning this shit should be like a red flag huge red flag well that's the weird thing about woodsboro is that everybody's so fucking stupid like they don't realize it and the fact that gail is working with 17 year olds because that's what mean going rogue is i don't oh know my God. we find out during this whole a thing called stabathon exists and it's the third annual stabathon it's very secret event yeah. that usually it's like everybody in the high school goes to and they they rent out like a barn in the middle yeah. of nowhere in a barn they watch all the stab movies all in a row. seven of them yep which i was like first of all that's that sounds awesome night. that does sound awesome i wish that existed when i went to school because i would totally do something like that but that would never exist no it would, never just, it would just be someone in someone's basement just being like hey guys what is a stamathon yes exactly like and it's you're just like can you stop breathing so loud okay mark <laughs> for, first of all that was a personal attack against me <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, it wasn't. I think they wanted to ask more questions about Stabathon. Yeah, and but then the they're like, shut them down. it's exclusive. They're like, Fuck And you. then they were going to do a Q&A and... Then they Gail was just like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. And then they, they both leave. Favorite part of that, that whole thing was, she was like, where's the circle jerk happen? Because <laughs> that's what I love about Gail Weathers. The whole time, she's so like aggressive to them, yeah. and it's, it's great. Well, she's aggressive to the whole time. Anyone that tries to oh, fuck no. with her, she's she aggressive fucking to literally comes for them. Everyone except for Sydney. It's so good. Yeah, Sydney, yeah. she's just like, it's, it's whatever. Like, your she's book's like, doing well. We got oh, this. It's fine. Right, You're fine. bestseller. Well, welcome to the club. Am I right? <laughs> Super quick. Do you want to jump back to the same night Olivia was murdered? Yeah. There's another kill. 
that we completely glossed over. Rebecca, Allison Brie. Oh yeah, they totally go to the hospital. Yeah, it's it's that. super fast. So we they go to the hospital. <laughs> Oops. And she's just like, oh, we can get three more book deals. Like you're oh, gonna be great. Yeah, we get yeah, so yeah, much yeah, more yeah, money, yeah, so much more popularity. And Tinny's like, go fuck yourself, because she's not in it for the money. Stupid bitch. She's using. <laughs> Super She's good. using it as an actual growing experience, not a money cash grab action. God, obviously this was 2011. So then she fires her. Mm-hmm. And then when she's going back to her car, she gets killed in the parking garage. But right after she gets killed, it cuts to Dewey. Having a press conference. A press conference at night outside the of the hospital. And he's like, guys, everything's okay. We have some fucking leads. That's right. We're so close to fucking yeah. solving this. Like, He's like, hurts. guys, like, we're literally this close. We're like 97% close to solving this shit. And then they just throw Rebecca's body onto the news van. And then Gail's just like, hey, idiot, you got it under control now? Well, she was the first thing when he was like, all right, I'll take questions from the reporters. And she was like, Gail Weathers here from the Woodsboro Murders. Uh, don't you think that the killers obviously, I forgot what she says, but it was yeah. very like to the point and very like, Oh, it was yes. very like, correct. And like, he, th- that they're mimicking, uh, they're mimicking the, the original Woodsboro, Woodsboro yeah. Murders. He's just like, Gail, not right now. He's like, go home, later. bitch. <laughs> Ask me when we both get home. <laughs> and then that's when Rebecca's poor body. Honestly, I'm so sorry I completely glossed over that yeah. because it was just like, it was a random kill. It was It was also, I don't know, the one thing I do appreciate about, about this one is yeah. everything's fast. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was a very fast movie and it was a lot of action that happened. Yes, I'll give him that. The kill for Rebecca, I was always like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, it wasn't It wasn't anything special. Yeah, she right. gets killed in a parking garage. Yeah, somewhere. and they throw her body off the She bed. also does run across the parking garage in heels. Very high heels, yeah. too, which I was like, girl, yeah. I would have took those shits off. Fucking throwing them at somebody. Yeah. Fuck. But she just gets stiff. Yeah, she dies. But I love that she was just like, we can go to New York, have all this money. And Sydney's <laughs> like, no, so I much. have integrity. It's like, shut up, <laughs> it's like, bitch. Uh, over it. So that evening, Stabathon, which, by the way, looks like the coolest fucking thing. It's it looks like awesome. Middle of nowhere, like this uh, fucking abandoned barn house is like all decked out. Yeah. And, Huge screen. Oh, uh, Halloween decorations. Surround sound it looks system. so cool. Yeah, it looks awesome. I was like, oh, Except man. for all the shitty kids there. That sounds great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I hate the... I hate high school children. Oh but God. I pretty much wrote like this would never happen. No. So unrealistic. I know. Because it's such a nice setup. How do these two movie dweebs do this? I know. Like, it's like, when did you have the time? That, well, yeah. How did they, yeah. the time, the resources? Yeah. Where do you get that big screen, the projector, all the lights? How does that farm have power? Is it someone's farm? Is it an abandoned farm? How are they I love not... how you're hung up on this farm. I'm just curious. All right. You yell at me about, about my whacked out things. Okay. About what? Cotton weary? Cotton weary was a godsend. <laughs> That's for you, Nick. <laughs> Take that. Take that, Nick. Hope you're listening, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that text. Oh, it shows someone in the screen mask, and it's Gail putting yeah. up fucking security cameras. Oh, I love that she showed up to the party with this with a little screen mask on, mm-hmm. and she's like giving thumbs she's up like, and yeah. be like being a high schooler. And <laughs> I was like, like, high school in her what in the fucking seventies? It's like, oh, come on, Gail. <laughs> this come is what on, high bitch. school kids do. Yeah, yeah. but she. She has three wireless huge cameras that are at least like three feet long. Yeah, they're, they're huge. Like you think the or one four on the cameras. Four, yeah. Sorry. You think the one on the like the first one that she plants is big. This but is even least, bigger. At least this one, it's more than in a room mm-hmm. where everyone's staring. Mm-hmm. I mean, she puts one under the screen, yeah. but it's still a little more finesse than she did in the first one. No. So she's learning. There's no delay. 
No, there's no delay. It's live. Which is pretty great. Oh, my God. Technology did well. She places her cameras, and she's very proud of herself. She goes and sits back into her car. She's like, I'm super excited. You also find out at the party, not only are the cinema dweebs there, you have Kirby and Trevor as well. Kirby was trying to invite Jill to come out, but Jill was like, yeah, I can't leave the house because, you know, I don't know, Olivia died next yeah. door. My mom's freaking the fuck out. So she's like, all right, cool. So nothing really eventful kind of happens during the Stabathon in the beginning because it's just like a bunch of just... They're just showing clips of uh, what's her face from the first Stan movie. I forgot who the actress was. Heather Heather Graham. Graham. Heather Graham. So they show the first scene of that and like whatever. Nothing really exciting happens. No. So then you kind of cuts to Gail sitting in her car looking at all the little video cameras and she's realizing that each one of her cameras are slowly being turned away. Yeah. Right after she's like, I fucking got this. I'm yeah. so fucking good. And, and she then, started actually record, like voice recording yeah. her new book, which I was like, oh man, she just she's needed like, murders to happen. Best. She yeah. thrives off of tragedy she so much. It. When she realizes all the cameras are starting to turn around, one of them was actually Ghostface that turned the last one around. She's like, oh, fuck this. Like, oh my God, it's just happening. She calls her husband Gooey up and Gooey is just kind of like, what are you doing, Dale? I thought you went. Dale was just like, hey, the fucking killer is up in Stabathon. Yo, you should get your ass over here. Protect this town. Just come. Just do something, idiot. And he's like, ugh. (laughs) And he hangs up on her and then does like a, like just a fucking 180. Oh my God. Goes to the other way. Go into this abandoned farmhouse. And that's when Dale goes back into the farmhouse and starts. It's so confusing with the Dale and Gooey. Gail goes back into the farmhouse and then she goes up to like the upper loft area where there was nobody there but that was like I guess like her best camera where it was like looking down at people and that's where a ghost face was she picks up the camera and she's like looking at it like that's weird like why is it being you know like mm-hmm. turned around and then she notices in the distance that there's also a camera watching her and she's like what the fuck so as she was like looking at the new camera that was watching her mm-hmm. Dewey somehow gets there really fast goes to her car and realizes that she had the laptop open and, and he could see that Gail was just about to be attacked because now you see Ghostface behind her. Like it was creeping. so fucking stupid. He's like screaming, no, Gail! Runs back into the farmhouse and that's when Gail miraculously turns around just in time before getting oh, stabbed. just in time. Gail is fighting off Ghostface and they kind of like punch at each other and whatever. Ultimately... <laughs> Dewey comes in, see, sees Ghostface, takes one shot in a crowded barn where there's millions of children everywhere, misses Ghostface. Ghostface then stabs Gail. Gail's like, ah, and then rolls out of the loft onto the floor. And then Dewey shoots again, misses. Misses again because again. he's just not, even though he was so good in number three where yeah. he got like a perfect headshot, he, it's like he forgot how to use his gun. He doesn't have to. That's right, because nothing happens in Woods Brown. Yeah. And now he probably, he's just like, this is not full of blanks? God damn. He's like, oh, I, I thought this was my squirt gun. <laughs> so, Ghostface obviously leaves, gets out of there, and now he's like tending to his wife that got stabbed in the shoulder. So not anything crazy. Still it hurts, but she got stabbed in the shoulder. I wrote Dewey worst shot in the USA. Dewey's useless. <laughs> now it cuts back to the Roberts house where it's just Sydney talking to Jill. Jill has like chocolate milk and a string cheese oh, she's yeah. eating as a snack, which I was like, that's a disgusting combination. I mean, but solo each one. Yes, I'm on board. But, but together, like eating cheese gross. and then fucking chugging it down with chocolate milk is a big yikes for me. <laughs> oh, my God. She's this nasty, nasty child. <laughs> Sydney's trying to give like a pep talk to her being like I know exactly how you feel like when I was your age and all this stuff was happening to me it really was terrible so like I get you sis <laughs> I love how Jill is just exactly like what happens. unable to act and she's just like uh, uh, 
I'm really sorry that your publicist's dead. Like, just very just dramatic yeah. and leaves the room. But what was interesting about that, though, is that when Sydney was, uh, I guess, like, watching her leave or whatever in, like, the reflection, mm-hmm. she kind of, like, lingered. She kind of, like, peeked back in. She, like, lingered but didn't go up the stairs. She kind of, like... Yeah went around it's kind of like what the fuck was that and then later you're like oh yeah like i get you i know what's going on i see on. you bitch mm-hmm. nothing really like kind of eventful exactly happens well, what does happen is sydney hates wind chimes in this part is kind of like wherever like all the crazy stuff is actually starting to happen everything now. happens at once yeah so the two police officers that have been monitoring the house they both get killed yeah instantly like, like- horribly stabbed one gets stabbed in the brain but at least this is more (laughs) plausible than how the cops got killed in the second one when they were taking sydney away oh the second one was because they had the opportunity yeah he had his gun out nothing yeah. This one, the one guy gets fucking just stabbed in the back, doesn't see it coming, and then the other guy gets stabbed right in the fucking forehead. I know. And then he just yells, and he says, fuck Bruce, fuck Bruce Willis. Willis, and then dies. <laughs> so I was like, all right. <laughs> like, okay. The most noticeable thing, too, is that the weird Aunt Kate mm. was She was outside. like nighttime shopping? Yeah, she was just like, <laughs> I stress shop when there's murders. <laughs> I stress buy groceries. <laughs> I'm going to go get all these groceries. Who f- fucked with my wind chime? <laughs> Like, so someone weird. hates my wind chime. Is it you? The most probably notable thing in this whole fucking scene that was just like, eh, who cares? Yeah. Um, is that when they were trying to leave out of the front door, Ghostface is literally running up the fucking <laughs> stoop and is like, ah. And they close the door on the arm and Kate then tries to like get down like on the floor, like push her body against it to sit. And Sydney is <laughs> just like, it's like, all right, come on, Kate. Let's go. We gotta go. And you find out that Kate got stabbed in the back or whatever. Like upper back. <laughs> with the, the fucking through mail the, slot. The mail slot i was like oh that's creative Sydney's <laughs> running out of the house she then meets up with deputy judy who was like oh my god like i can't even find the fucking patrolman like wh- what's going on here kate's dead show me so she shows where kate's body is and then sydney just like fucking runs bolts. away she finds out that emma roberts texted kirby like hey my mom's being crazy just can you please yeah, come get like, me i need to get out of the house yeah so that's what happens so that's when she finds out that oh she's with kirby so sydney is now on her way to kirby's house and this is kind of like the last scene now yeah this we're, is we're pretty much there. Everything's pretty fast in this movie, at least. Yeah, I would say so. Kirby's house, no parents. Filled <laughs> yeah, with they, alcohol. they never talk about like where her parents are or anything like that. But she lives in like in a very sexy house where everything is red and like reclaimed wood. Yeah, reclaimed wood, <laughs> like blood red yeah. leather. It's. I was like, this is ridiculous. This is where businessmen are born. It really was. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie is like freaking out recordy boy recordy boy was freaking out because he was like oh my god like we won sabathon somebody fucking almost got killed they're gonna come for us now i'm freaking out of course charlie and kirby are giving the fuck me eyes to each other so they're like whatever okay recordy boy goes outside and he he's so stupid because like he's drunk he walks into a fucking plant he does ultimately flipping his little camera the other way not even noticing and then he just kind of wanders off he just like you don't know where the fuck he is when people are getting murdered who cares fuck him and we go back into the house and you have kirby and charlie and then they have like this very weird awkward kiss it's broken up by trevor which trevor invited himself to the party well trevor said someone texted him oh that's right he said emma robert texted him mm-hmm. so then charlie storms out of the room and my favorite thing is when trevor just looks at kirby and goes like he's like oh did i is break it, up did something, I interrupt something? And she kind of just looks and at she him. she just keeps looking at him. 
And he's like, shut the fuck up. And that just made me laugh. Because I was like, that's the most realest thing that happened in this movie. It's like, oh, that's yeah, so, so good. Like, really him? So then it cuts to Charlie. Charlie ultimately kind of realizing like his shit is on backwards. Yeah, he like holds his phone up. He's like, what he, am I recording? The back of me? This is yeah, weird. So he <laughs> flips it back, puts his phone up, and the door in front of him opens. And, it's and then he gets stabbed. Horribly stabbed. And then when he's on the ground, he's like, I'm gay. Yeah, he just screams, I'm gay, because that yeah, was the one thing. That was one of the rules. You are able to survive if you're just gay. If you're gay. <laughs> so I was like, way. nah, it doesn't work like that, sweetie, yeah. but okay. So he said it, and the killer <laughs> paused, and then stabs him again. Of course, now like they're kind of all getting separated one by one. Kirby is just like, she's just like hanging out. whatever on the couch alone everybody like left her and she starts looking for like emma roberts Mm -hmm. character emma roberts character she left like fucking 10 minutes ago yeah 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 she went upstairs or whatever some she shit. comes down and she's like, oh, I never texted that kid Trevor. Like, I don't understand what the fuck he's talking about. Mm-hmm. They want to open the door. Who's at the door? But Sydney. Sydney. Sydney's like, oh my God, that's where you are. Your mother's fucking dead. We got to get out of here. We got to go, bitch. <laughs> and then, of course, as she's turning around to get them out of the house, that kid Charlie. Yeah, they find the him. Recordy boy <laughs> starts coming up the fucking um, porch stairs, like all bloody and shit. And was like, run. And then drops, literally drops dead. And Ghostface was behind them. Yeah. And runs running up the door and she's like not again and she like slams the door ghostface was not having it they were running up the stairs i think they all split up kirby i think just like went down to the basement yeah or whatever sydney followed jill up the stairs and then sydney like kicks ghostface down the stairs which was very weird and yeah. then they lock themselves into a into bedroom sydney's like go under the bed i'm going outside because there's no other way out then there's this weird little roof chase scene and she runs around outside, gets back in, meets up with Kirby. It cuts to Dewey. Everyone's dead. He starts getting all the police to Kirby's house, which takes forever. Yeah. That leads Sydney up with Kirby in the basement. They're locked in. Charlie walks up, has blood on his hands, and don't let him in. Sorry. He gets tied up in like eight seconds. I don't really understand that, he, but it's it, supposed to mimic, I think, the first movie. Yeah, but it's so fast. The lights yeah. go off. Let's go on. He's completely tied up. It's also not that fucking dark outside. So obviously you could see somebody fucking literally scotch taping yeah. somebody to You'd a You'd be like, oh, chair. that's clearly a person. It's so stupid. But All right, then whatever. they do like the horror movie quiz trivia bullshit that they did in the first one. Yeah. And Sydney runs away. Well, Sydney's trying to find Emma Roberts because she's still upstairs. Well, under, she thinks she's, she's upstairs uh, under the bed. Yeah, but she's not. Kirby is answering all the questions and then the killer stops talking. So she just goes outside to untie him. He gets up and then he just stabs her. She's one of the killers. Oh my God. But his reasoning was kind of stupid. Like it took you four years to notice me. Yeah. Like that happens to kids across America, across the world daily. Sydney is upstairs. She gets headlocked by fucking Charlie. And then killer number two comes out, reveals it's Acty McGee. She's the worst. It's right. (laughs) And I think this is what kind of annoys me about now the course of like the next fucking 15 minutes of this movie. Because it's a lot. Is that she is just like, I am so upset at you because you got all the fame and glory. Like, you do you know what it's like to have to fucking grow up in a house where all they talk about is you? It's like she dismisses the fact that her aunt got brutally raped and murdered by two little fuck faces. The fact that she has gone through multiple times of almost being murdered and still is trying to make it about her. The problem with me is that her acting is so bad that it's just like it's I can't even watch it. No, it's- And this is what makes the movie a good movie into a bad movie because of her shitty acting. I agree. So essentially they were recording all the murders because they were going to piece it together YouTube video style to fucking post on the internet and that both her and Charlie were going to be the sole survivors and that they were going to pin it on Trevor 
and Sydney. The reason why they chose Trevor is because Trevor cheated on her and she felt like she got nothing out of it. (laughs) It was like, okay, so she willingly killed her mom because she wanted to commit to character. But I want to be like, sweetie, you're not like this is if you think this is committing, this is like... (laughs) your shitty actress. So all of this is kind of going on and <laughs> she is about to stab Charlie like Stu and Billy did to each other. Well, first they bring Trevor out they, who's tied yeah. up just like in the first one. Oh yeah, like the dad. Yeah. And then she shoots him in yeah. the dick. Yeah. And which I thought then was in the fun. head. Yeah. So it's like one and done. At least that was fast. So then they do the stab like in the first one, but except he's like stab me in the shoulder. She stabs him in the heart and she's like, no, everyone cares about a single survivor more. Soul survivor. Soul survivor. Just look at this one over here. Then she stabs Sydney. Yes. It's all dramatic. In the stomach. Yeah. In the stomach. Yeah. And then your favorite scene of the movie happens. Oh, this is the where- best scene. <laughs> where she just kicks her own ass. She stabs herself in the shoulder. Funniest part is when she runs into the fucking painting. Oh, it's so good. She runs and- to the picture frame. Yeah. <laughs> And then she Chris Farley's into the uh, glass table. So good. And then she crawls up next to Sydney and like does the same, literally lays like yeah, the same like, way. So do I hold my hand like this? Okay. <laughs> Dewey finally shows up. So and everyone gets rushed to the hospital. Except, you know, the corpses. It cuts to Dewey talking to Jill, who's like, you're going to make this. Everyone's yeah, she's like okay. getting out of her weird yeah. day coma. And she's <laughs> like, oh my God, this is so exciting. It's- like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am so like, I can't believe everybody I know is dead. And she's like saying this almost smiling. Oh my God, she is. Which is the weirdest thing to say and really creepy. She's like, oh my God, like, I really hope when this is all over that me and your wife could co-write the next book and we have matching scars. Yeah, we stabby sisters in the same spot and write a book. And then she's like, I just wish, <laughs> tear, tear, Sydney was here to see it. Tear, tear, tear. And that's when Dewey was like, well, good news. Sydney is a fighter. She is like, in whatever she's in the ICU she hasn't mm. woken up yet but it's touch and go she's touch and go but she's she might make it <laughs> and then you could just tell the dis- disdain like, on Emma Roberts face so like are you obvious. fucking kidding me fuck <laughs> it cuts to Dewey going back to Gail and Dewey says to Gail like oh yeah yeah I was just talking to uh, Jill she's doing great she actually said that you guys are gonna you know maybe write a book one day with your matching scars and then Gail's like how the fuck does she know I have a scar and they're like Huh? Mm-hmm. And then, then they realize like, then that they realize, yeah. she's the killer. <laughs> so in this empty hospital. Empty. No one's there. Nobody's there. Dewey is running towards Sydney's room. And who's in Sydney's room as she wakes up from her little ICU slumber? But it's Jill, who's just like, you know, I'm really tired of this. <laughs> Why can't you just die? It's so ridiculous. Yep. Dewey gets hit in the head with um bedpan. Yeah, like bedpan. A metal five times, bedpan. Five times. Just, I was like, okay, that could hurt somebody. Yeah, that I can. could take you down. He, yeah, yeah. They get the jump on Doof and take him down. Yeah. And then Gail shows up and it's like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> Because now she has a gun. Judy tackles them into the other side. Deputy Judy runs in, protects Gail, and then... She shoots Judy. She's going to shoot Gail. And that this time Sid's behind her because she, like, took her out. She somehow finds the way after being stabbed and, like... <laughs> Fucked up by Emma yeah. Roberts. She was like kneading the stitches. <laughs> they had the, they usually break it out for like. Defibrillator. Yeah, defibrillator. They have that machine. She somehow switches it on. Turns it on to like max volume. And you hear it like. <laughs> and obviously this doesn't trigger anything for Emma Roberts character. She's just like, whatever. I don't care. And my favorite thing is when Gail Weathers is about to be shot. And she's like, can I just have one word? One word. And she's like, fine. What are you going to say? And then Gail's like, 
clear. She's like, clear? Like, clear? <laughs> and then Sydney's like, yeah, clear, bitch. She and then- fucking zaps her. <laughs> and she's just down. And everyone's like, wow, great job. She fried her brain. Like, yeah. smoke was coming smoke. off her fucking head. <laughs> she was definitely well done. <laughs> so now they're all on the floor together, like, laughing about it. Like, oh, remember that time my cousin tried to kill me? Yep. <laughs> she somehow Then, of course, gets she gets up. back up. Yeah. And- Fucking Sydney just caps her and says, "Don't fuck with the original." Which I was like, <laughs> "Come on, Ugh. claps to you, bitch." But and then at the end of it, <laughs> they cut to outside the hospital where there's like at least like five reporters, and they're like, "We are so excited to talk to Jill Roberts, America's sweetheart, straight out of a horror movie. <laughs> she saved the fucking day. She is awesome. The next American hero, <laughs> Jill Roberts. Yeah. And honestly, I know we kind of like glazed over the ending a little bit, but like her." basic reasoning too is that she just really wanted to be the next sydney yeah she wanted the like, next sydney Prescott. she wanted that popularity that sydney did not want she didn't want friends she wanted fans she wanted people to look up to her and admire her for all the shit that she has gone through she's like why would i go to college when i can have a career as being a fucking person that people feel bad for which yeah. i was like accurate because a lot of people do that life yeah <laughs> no, it's 100 true so i thought that was really fucking funny that then, that's what it's boiled down to is yeah, that she just wanted love but not <laughs> no lo- she not wanted likes she wanted likes it's more likes she wanted love. obsessive likes and love from fans than she would have with her own fucking friends her good friends and as well as a boyfriend so yeah. fuck those people right also we didn't talk about too like the whole scene of her like exposing everything is that you also find out that charlie is actually They're, in a relationship with emma roberts together. character and yeah. it's very quiet about it which is also kind of strange because it's like were they always in a relationship together or did it happen because she got broken up with by Trevor which actually happened very recently so it kind of makes you wonder if they were always seeing each other and this was always the plan yeah I mean that's a possibility so they don't talk they don't go that deep into it like planning Mm -hmm. and shit like that no when like Sue and Billy were like hey this this happened right we've been planning this we did all this shit also I just don't know how these two small small childs took down all these people that fast like same night multiple kills well that's the thing is that Sydney was the only person to actually kick their ass and that actual police officers couldn't do it. <laughs> it's true. So I was like, how is that even possible? Land some fun facts. All right. That was the last film directed by Wes Craven. Sad face. That's really sad. I know. Before he passed away at 76. This is the first time they used a CGI knife. Really? Yeah. When? It didn't say a specific scene, but they didn't want to use like a rubber or cardboard knife. Weird. I know. I'm surprised. Usually they just use the classical knives. Yeah. Jill Roberts could have been Ashley Green. Oh, that would have been so much better. <laughs> also, Selena Gomez. I'll take Selena. I just, oh God. Yeah. Cindy didn't have the Greek letters in this one. That she was over it because it's another 10 years later. Because she's out of darkness. <laughs> Hilary Duff was attached to the movie for a brief unnamed role. They didn't say what. I, mean, I wonder if she could have been like Kirby or yeah, maybe Olivia. Oh, this was the 15th anniversary of Scream. Oh, that's adorable. Here's one for you. Shane Dawson auditioned for a part and got a callback. <laughs> Producers thought he was a nothing at the time. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> It was for Robbie. Oh, he would have been so good as yeah, Robbie. Yeah, I think that would have worked. He and I know he's a very big screen person. Yeah, that, very big. That too. He would have been great as Robbie. I, think, <laughs> I know. Oh, I feel like that I, bums me out. I know. I feel like they missed something there. Should but, tweet at him. Be like, "Hey, I heard you're gonna be Robbie. <laughs> Fucking Christ, bro! Right. Could have killed it." But he was still invited to the premiere. <laughs> That is so shitty. Hey, I know. Like, by hey, the you way. didn't get it, but still, come watch the movie. Let me show you what you could have been, but obviously, we didn't want you. <laughs> Alternate for Judy Hicks, Christina Ricci. That would have been 
She would have been good playing a creepy character. I was going to say, she would definitely do the creep. Yeah. She would have been good at that. First time in the franchise where a killer was pictured on the poster. Oh. Total body count for the Scream franchise, 43. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of death in Woodsboro. <laughs> Shit. Well, some of them were, were for stab three. Woodsboro had a lot of murders, though. There was a plan for Scream 5, but it got canceled. Oh. And then they did the TV show. The following as a Scream TV show, like what it's supposed to be, like, or Scream 5 as the following would have been way better. Only Scream where the murders aren't because of Maureen Prescott. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true i mean yes everything no. everything not is di- about directly right but, but the this, whole reason why sydney was attacked was because of maureen prescott true but this so is all the- about sydney this is all about jealousy of sid which yes is because of maureen right. prescott so that's the, the first three are about maureen about being a, a dirty slut and then the last one i love how it's like not about maureen prescott but it is though because if maureen prescott didn't get murdered none of this would have happened to sydney nobody would have gave a shit about sydney she would have been like fucking no name fucking probably side actress for some <laughs> shitty hemorrhoid commercial i mean sometimes you gotta get the preparation age okay listen i'm not denying that or confirming that people need it but yeah she could have had a great life as being a no name final thoughts scream four i really like scream four i think if i'm gonna rank them here it'd be scream one scream four and scream two scream three scream three is my ultimate like last one scream four is really good in the sense that the story moves very fast there's a lot that's happening you don't feel very confused although i feel like we were very confusing in telling it but it's very fast paced and I appreciate that. What I don't like about Scream 4 is Emma Roberts <laughs> because I don't think she's a really great actress. She only plays one role and that's herself. And it's Emma Roberts. And if she's a cunt, she's great at it. I just wasn't buying it. Even when she was like upset, it was just like, ugh. Like it, it was cringy. Very forced, yeah. And very forced and I didn't like that. I don't know. Like it just, it wasn't believable. Everybody else did a fantastic job everybody else but her character for me ruined that experience and so i hate that (laughs) for that very fucking reason but other than that i thought it was a fantastic movie it's just emma roberts ruined it for me because of her shitty fucking acting (laughs) but like the plot though um in terms of like the resolution of it of like she only did it because she was just jealous of sydney very um as stupid as it is it's very plausible highly plausible (laughs) very plausible and it totally makes sense and i know people that would probably fucking do that anyway so um i agree with that that's it i liked it i really did i really liked it it's just you know her acting killed it yeah, she was definitely the weakest part of the movie. Yeah. Um, it was good. Fast paced. A lot of kills. Really fast. I just don't think these two kids could have pulled that off. No. Because it was like multiple shit. Like yeah. different locations. Same night. While people are watching you. It's like a lot really fast. Yeah. Like timeline wise, it doesn't make sense. How would they be able to do this? Like when they Olivia and Rebecca in the same night. Like, okay, maybe. Because it's before everyone was on lockdown. But like yeah. fucking still, like the timing and of everything, like being in the right place, right time. Also, like how far is everything? Like technically. <laughs> Apparently Kirby uh, uh, lives 40 minutes away from everyone. 
Well, that's what I'm saying, too, is that everybody is really far away. All these places are really far away, yet people are able to get there in, like, record timing, yet the police can't. So I don't understand that. The whole scenes of, like, when Emma Roberts' mom gets killed, like, she was already at the barn because she stabbed Gail Weathers, but then she stabbed her mom. Like, stuff like that, I was just like, what the fuck? Like, timeline-wise doesn't make any sense. But um, I agree with you. Probably the most unrealistic thing is that these two kids, yeah. and they were, like, dweeby yeah, weenies. Yeah, they were, like, skinny And I was like, kids. you could couldn't they couldn't fuck up a fly like how are they fucking up huge people <laughs> are you <laughs> fucking kidding me no. yeah yeah that's that's about it but i, I like this and one billy made sense like they were yeah, big fucking absolutely. guys they were big and they were like you could tell that they could kill somebody <laughs> um even number two, you had Timothy O'Flan. He was a big dude. Yeah, he was could fucking dude. kill Absolutely. people. It was Debbie Salt who was the one who was like, oh, okay, come yeah, on. De- <laughs> well, Debbie Salt, that was more of like a fuck you, Jamie Kennedy situation. Yeah, yeah. And then last but not least, in number three, you had Roman. And Roman, like... Yeah, he had a solid build. Yeah, no. and he didn't really kill anybody. I mean, no, Cotton Weary was pretty big or whatever. But when Cotton got killed, he got hit in the fucking head with a golf exactly. club moments before he right. got stabbed. Thanks, so, Christine. Thank you. <laughs> Assist by Christine. Thank you. So, I mean, yeah, it just, the, these were probably the weakest killers out of all of them. But I like that they have a lot of gore in this one. Yeah, They it was went nice. back to like old school horror. I, yeah. But I mean, it had good points. It had not good points. But at the but end. I of, like it overall. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. But at the end of the day, Sydney Prescott's right. Don't fuck with the original. True. And uh, yeah, I like that. Yes, and no cotton weary. <sighs> Justice for cotton. Justice, okay. <laughs> Justice for cotton. Okay. I'm not Scream 4. That's Scream 4. Oh, I'm done with the series. Yeah, I'm done with this we franchise. finally don't have to talk about uh, Prescott anymore. <laughs> I'm very excited. As much as I'm sad to not have to talk about um, cotton weary or, you know. Gail Weathers. Gail Weathers never dies. I'm also okay with it like I, I, I think i've run its course a break I'm tired from the series is fantastic i'm ready to talk about something new give Anything me something else. new yeah we'll, we'll figure that out perfect <laughs> all right follow us on twitter yes. at board pod tweet at me yell stuff love me and, and we'll see you later yeah stay safe bye bye